From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Wednesday, February 2nd. I'm Sarah Reif. The Board of Supervisors repealed two cannabis policies yesterday, which was also almost the first time cannabis has been included in the crop report. The facilities ordinance was repealed without comment on the consent calendar after a legal challenge from the Willett Environmental Center about the ordinance's compliance with the state's environmental regulations. Shortly after filing the lawsuit last summer, David Drell of the Willett Environmental Center explained some of what he found so objectionable about the ordinance. Under this new amended cannabis facilities ordinance, a whole new suite of cannabis tourist facilities are permitted and they're permitted at every single cultivation site. But in addition to that, the county decided that any and all of these cannabis facilities, tourist facilities, like lodging, farmers markets, non-storefront retail, could be sited at a site without any environmental review. The board also terminated the moratorium on Phase 3 cannabis cultivation permits. Cannabis advocates expressed measured optimism, saying that would-be permitted growers have been waiting years to apply, but pointing out that many applicants from earlier phases have spent those years in the application process. The state is stepping in with some funds. Cannabis Program Director Kristen Nevidal announced that the state approved the county's application for a $17 million grant to help applicants meet environmental requirements. Another $2.9 million in equity grant funding has also been bestowed on the county. Nevidal added that she does not expect the state to claw back the $2.2 million of equity grant money it awarded the county in 2020 as long as applicants have their documents in by the end of the month. In a non-cannabis-related development, supervisors unanimously agreed to allocate another $50,000 to the Mendocino County Inland Water and Power Commission for expenses related to the Potter Valley Project. The agenda, which was published last week, specified that the money would be used to continue working toward the potential licensing of the project. PG&E, which owns and operates it, is not renewing its license, and only one group has expressed an interest in taking it over. The Inland Water and Power Commission is a five-member Joint Powers Association that is one member of a larger group called the Notice of Intent Parties, which has been trying to get the money together to fund the necessary studies to apply for the project license. Just yesterday, the group informed the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission that it will not file a final license application. The letter to FERC says that since November, the group has received two grants from the California Department of Fish and Wildlife and the California Department of Water Resources to evaluate strategies to manage fisheries and water resource management in the Eel and Russian River basins, as well as the feasibility of continuing the diversion in a licensed surrender scenario. The group has racked up substantial legal fees, though Supervisor Glenn McGordy said efforts to track down federal money or get PG&E to pay for the studies have been disappointing. We still are in pursuit of of the water rights and uh, the the coalition or the JPA that makes up the Inland Water Power Commission continues to have legal expenses as we uh, have two lawyers working on our behalf, uh, Scott Shapiro uh, and uh, Tom Johnson. And we're in negotiations with the partners to kind of decide what's next. Um, we're we're starting to actively look for other sources of funding. So Sonoma County Water Agency, who is a part of the um, Two Basin Solution Coalition, uh, has obtained a couple million dollars specifically to study some issues associated with, with uh, taking over the Potter Valley Project and possibly removing Scott Dam. 
Uh, and in addition to that, the uh, Mendocino Inland Water Power Commission has is doing a study to, to look at a, a parcel tax for all those inside of the, the district. So we're going to begin with a, a survey of, of being done by Brian Godby and Associates. So that's actually kicked off today. So we are pursuing other financial avenues, but meanwhile, we still have to continue to uh, contribute to the dues to keep this process going. McGordy chimed in on another agricultural matter when he declared that he did not endorse the cannabis addendum to the 2020 crop report, which was not accepted by the board at the time. The addendum contained what McGordy thought was insufficient information about the previous year's cannabis production. I think that it might be interesting as a relic, but I, I wouldn't officially endorse it as, as our production of Mendocino County for 2019. While the numbers for 2020 were probably fairly accurate, the sample size for the grower surveys in 2019 was too small. The Ag Department also relied heavily on the tax collector's report, which runs on a different fiscal timeline and only supplied information about taxes paid and gross sales. That's how Mendocino County's second cannabis-infused crop report didn't quite pass muster. In 1980, then-Ag Commissioner Ted Erickson reported that weed was the county's number one crop, the Washington Post reported that he might as well have lit a joint in the courthouse. Forty years later, the bureaucratic machinations do not include Erickson's famous punishment, which was to go through every copy of the crop report and rip out any mention of the herb then known as marijuana. Current Ag Commissioner Jim Donnelly explained how state agencies are now working to organize more data and time to include cannabis in the next crop report. The Agricultural Commissioners Association is working with the California Department of Cannabis Control for a, a memorandum of understanding that the uh, Department of Cannabis Control will supply information for the crop reports in the future. That that has not been finished at this time, but um, it hopes to be finished uh, before the information is gathered for the crop report for year 2021. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts.